it's <clears throat> okay you got that one i got it All right. yes on mine also says that it's live and that it's being recorded so we should be okay now oh yeah so dumb technical stuff is like clearly i am not i'm not good at it i i got some stuff figured out so i um felt pretty good about it but <laughs> Apparently, so, I didn't get enough figured out. Your technology. <laughs> I know. Does anybody want to be my my tech advisor? <laughs> so we just had this like fantastic discussion. Oh, Jay, I'm looking at the the chat on the old one, the live stream that I tried to set up, and Jay Bourne says you guys might need to move to Rumble, maybe, but I don't know if that would. It, would that be easier because I'm I'm not sure it's the platform. It might be my fault. So, thank you all for. I see you in the in the the chat on the other one. I'm gonna switch over to the new one now. I yes, thank you so much everybody for bearing with us. It's just Jennifer and myself today. We are um, because the UK is behind us on uh, daylight savings time changes. The schedule didn't work out for David today. He's still in class and Jody had something else come up. So it's just the two of us having a chat. And Elliot. And and Elliot. <laughs> Straighten the tie. Here we oh, go. He's dapper. He's very dapper. Look <laughs> at that face. Uh, T.S. Elliot the dog. <laughs> and so we were just having this really good chat and uh, I don't know where it went. It said it was live on our screens. So maybe it's live somewhere on somebody else's channel. <laughs> There's me and Jennifer having a conversation. <laughs> but anyway, we are here now. And uh, we were just having this conversation about how um, the, the conversation, the big conversations that we've been all in, engaging in around um, social justice, around, you know, authoritarian ideology in general, these things are, they sort of seem to infect every area of our lives these days, or, or most areas. So it's kind of hard to get away from these conversations, it feels, for at least for some of us. And um, Jennifer was describing how she, uh, I'll let you do it, Jennifer, but your cottage incident. <laughs> I, I thought that was so emblematic of what we're talking about. Cottage incident. That's a good way of describing it. <laughs> so I was trying to practice some self-care and take a break from reading anything having to do with the, you know, creeping authoritarianism and critical social justice. So I decided I would go on YouTube and watch some guided English cottage tours. And I was watching this young lady give a tour of her lovely little cottage. <laughs> and she goes to her bookshelf and says, here are all my anti-racist books. <laughs> so there's no escape. And I just like yelled like, fuck you, you bitch. And just like, <laughs> Like, I cannot believe this, that yeah. even doing something as innocuous as a little tour mm. turns into some virtue signaling. No, it's like a bad dream. It is. The wokeness even found you in the English cottage. It found you. That is so interesting that you say a bad dream, because I have said repeatedly 
um, since this stuff really exploded, um, I guess that was the, uh, the spring or summer of 2020 when George Floyd died, I kept saying, I feel like I'm in some kind of bad dream about a dystopian universe and I keep waiting to wake up. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, I, I can relate to that as well. It does feel like what the heck happened. And like, you know, we were talking about how there's these areas of life where you would think this wouldn't find us like, and the, the, the discussion we were having, I had mentioned about how counseling seems like it's really it, because it's all about the individual and it's all about how each individual has their own unique perspective and their own unique worldview. It should have been immune to collectivist, you know, presumptive, racist, reductive ideologies or perspectives about people. And yet here it is. And yeah. Yeah. And, and that really, college. that kills me because I, I do, I, I do really feel like it's such an honor to work with people and to, um, you know, to hear their stories and help them. And it is very much about the individual and not about an ideology and to have that contaminated it's it's for me it's just violating a sacred space yeah absolutely absolutely i uh, let's check in on the chat so jay is here fire pestle says hi gin bottle deborah knox um jay says hi to elliot <laughs> and gin bottle says didn't the actual t.s elliot wear a bow tie did he Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, we have a book of T.S. Eliot's collected poems and plays that my boys and I like to read together before they go to bed. That's lovely. Have, I'm, he, there's a picture of him on the front cover and I can't picture in my mind if he's got a bow tie on. And then Rib Rascal says, does Eliot go out not with a bang, but a whimper? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he goes out and disturbs the entire neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> he seems sweet, but he's very vicious. Yes, he's <laughs> cute. His house and barks violently, <laughs> angrily at other dogs. <laughs> yeah. Well, he sounds intense. <laughs> it sounds like my dog. Um, but I, I love that poem, "The Hollow Men," and yeah. what I, what I think is, uh, he probably licks his tongue into the corners of the evening. <laughs> The love song of J. Alfred Prufrock. Yes, um, curled once about the house and went and, to sleep. Yes. <laughs> uh, now it would have been interesting if he'd written a collection of poems about dogs. Oh, but I love that. the the one the only one I can think of is the awful of the awful battle of the peaks and the pollicles, together with some account of the pugs and the palms and the intervention of the great rumpus cat. Do you know that poem? <laughs> No, it sounds great. Can recommend. Uh, my kids have that one memorized. And then let's see. So Chris Freestone says, happiness is our best revenge. I like and that. I do too. Um, yeah, CNY photo video. There they are. Hello. Sorry about our crazy. We were, we we're having a great old chat somewhere on the internet, which we don't know where that was because I maybe put in the wrong URL or something. Tracy says, hi, nice to be here. Glad you're here, Tracy. 
and uh, Karen King is here. Karen King says, my counseling state board just fractured due to CRT. This happened suddenly last week. Interesting. So that must, well, you're in Washington. So I'm interested in hearing what that is, Karen. Um, yeah, I'd like to know more about that. Yeah, she says it is fresh. So I'm curious to see how we proceed. I hope as a board, we can actually disagree. Very interesting. I'm super curious about that. Maybe we can know more. Oh, <laughs> Friar Pestle, I know we're in a bad timeline because Leslie is single. Thank you. <laughs> That's very nice. Um, so <laughs> one of the things we were also talking about with the, how did we get there? Because it was so interesting. Um, you mentioned architecture. There was that's a terrible segue because I don't remember what the what the linking conversation was but we talked about how like the essence of beauty is kind of going out of so much of our modern culture yeah yeah and um we were talking about how modern buildings are all just these sort of soulless very boxy mm -hmm. non-aesthetically pleasing structures that are very temporary yeah really disposable looking yeah, very disposable looking. And, and I was, um, you know, wearing my tinfoil hat and saying that I feel like these, um, it, it feels kind of like, you know, beauty gets us in touch with a deeper part of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so if nothing's created and we don't have access to things that get us into touch with that part of ourselves, I think it makes us easier to control. Mm -hmm. And it makes us more likely to accept things like a social credit system, mm -hmm. having a QR code on your phone, like they do in China, that determines if you can get into your apartment complex that day or not. Wow. Um, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, yes, there's my, there's my tinfoil hat. Yeah. I hope T.S. Eliot has a cute little doggy tinfoil hat. Doggy tinfoil hat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I, I'll. I'll join that tinfoil hat party right with you. And um, I do think that there is a, there is like definitely an anti-life, anti-humanist aspect to all of these things that instead of, instead of encouraging us to find that generative, creative place within us, it's a suppressive, repressive <clears throat> a shutting down of the spirit and yeah. that I've seen that in architecture as well. And I've wondered about that. What is, and, you know, I feel like in a materialist culture, you would think that they would at least celebrate beautiful things, beauty in materialism, but no, it's kind of the, the opposite. We're seeing things become more and more um, less Baroque, less elaborate, less, unique mm -hmm. yeah they keep building where i live in um reston virginia they keep building and building and building they're putting up all these high rises which was not the original plan of reston um and they build all these very expensive high-end townhouses and the only way i can describe the townhouses is that they look institutional mm -hmm. they are so creepy it mm. just they're so cold and kind of sinister and foreboding looking. And um, hmm. yeah, there's just a real absence of beauty being created. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm seeing that as well here and all the new things that are coming up. And it seems like it, it's right in line with the same cultural elements that are telling us that telling us how we are and telling us what we think based on you know physical characteristics. It's a real almost, I mean, and I know the architecture we're describing isn't brutalism because brutalism is a very specific kind of architecture. Yeah. But that that word comes to mind because it feels like it's just lacking in the ethereal. Completely. Yeah, it's fault on the eyes. There's absolutely nothing transcendent about it. There's nothing grounding about it. There's nothing uh, that feels historical. There's, there's no reference to anything beyond itself. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, sometimes people kind of um, rag on, you know, new things being built in the colonial style, but that at least that refers to history. It refers to something beyond itself. Whereas mm -hmm. what's being built now, it, it doesn't refer to anything mm -hmm. is this box. Yeah. Yeah. Um, CNY photo video says, wow, my house is wheelchair accessible and it doesn't look institutional. That's a shame. And yeah, I think you could make things beautifully accessible there there. We could find ways to create things that are, that are gorgeous and functional and there is something lack, like I think of um, the house that I lived in until not very long ago, that house that I owned with my um, now ex-husband um, and it was built in 1905. And a lot of work would have had to have been done to it to make it accessible. It was like this tiny little A-frame um, craftsman, mm. you know, big front porch, lots of stairs, kind of a long, in, it was a, two one and a half stories so the top was the a-frame up there and so you're you had the sloped uh ceilings but the stairs were long and kind of narrow and a little bit steep it would have been a really definitely not it would have been a lot of work to make that an accessible house but i could see you don't have to throw away accessibility to have beauty that's right wouldn't it be nice if we were all concentrating on that on just making the world more beautiful for everybody as opposed to <laughs> focusing on dividing people with this ideology mm -hmm. and just away from all the things that are best within us yeah i think so i think that's well said and i think some something else that i've thought about is with the 5g towers that popped up everywhere all over the place like just from an aesthetic perspective they're hideous like couldn't we have done that prettier? You know, I don't know what that technology is. There's people who are really concerned about it. There's people who think it's no big deal. It's just communication stuff, but let, let's assume that it's totally benign. If it's totally benign and it's just communication technology, then at the very least, could we not have designed it to be more aesthetically pleasing instead of having, it looks like the inside of a computer, you know, but, but giant, like bigger than landmarks. And these things are just sticking up with like the ugly computer parts, you know? Oh gosh. Yeah. I, I'm offended aesthetically. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of things. Oh gosh. Some of the buildings around where I live are just, you know, 
They're horrendously ugly. Quite depressing looking, really. Some yeah. of them look really sort of um, gulagy and sort of what you see in, in um, like what you would have seen in the Soviet Union or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. So since architecture and the English, English cottage don't... <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to silence. T.S. <laughs> Eliot. Um, since those are not providing a good source of refuge from all of the, the stress, do you have anything that you think is a good way to decompress from it? I would say my dog, but <laughs> he also caught But no, seriously, I think um, things that, um, that are grounding and that get us in touch with what I think of as our true nature, like spending time outdoors in nature, in beautiful settings, looking at beautiful art that points to something beyond itself. That's a window into something deeper. Um, spending time with, I think with, with dogs or children that are just still in their sort of natural state. <laughs> And doing something creative, making something beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like my kids really help me quite a bit. We we have a really great homeschool group, and we you know once a week we get together and we have hours together in the afternoon, and <clears throat> nobody's really talking about this kind of stuff. It's all about more immediate um, family related stuff or who's going on, you know, what camping trip and what did somebody's mother-in-law say, or, you know, babies being born and how the kids are getting along with each other. And it's, it's really grounding to kind of come back to those day-to-day things and pull your head back down from Twitter land or woke world or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yes. I just, yeah, I just want to, I don't know, eat beautiful foods and drink good wine and have nice conversations sometimes that are about something other than mm-hmm. this. I mean, it's important to be able to have people you can talk to about it so that you're not isolated, but you need, you really, I think we all really need breaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. And Let's see, let's check in on the chat a little bit. Jaunty Slade says, beauty is truth. Truth is beauty. That That is all ye on earth need to know. Keats. That's really mm. And Deborah Knox says, we watched a pottery show on HBO Max last night. It's a contest like cooking, like the cooking shows. Oh, wow, that's so cool. Yeah, neat, yeah. I like pottery a lot. I don't know if I would ever be able to do it, but I, I think it's really cool. Um, William, <clears throat> excuse me, William McCartan says ship shipbuilders have an amazing eye for detail. Yeah, that's and there, there's a discussion about architecture going on here. And um, Chris Freestone says I draw and paint still and give and give them to my friends. That's nice. Yeah, I I haven't mm. done much art lately, but I I paint and um, and draw and I've put together a. I put out a couple of coloring books and there's a cafe locally that actually has a bunch of my art up, a bunch of my oil and watercolor paintings. Oh my God. 
did not know that about you. That is so cool. Oh yeah. That's, that's been a big part of my life for a long time, but I haven't since my move, all of my art stuff is just packed up in the closet. So haven't kind of pulled it out to, to do it. The, the thing that I use for the logo on all my um, radical center stuff is a, is an oil painting of mine. That's actually hanging in that cafe, but cool. yeah, that is a, a real source of recharge. And like you were, were pointing out earlier, that creative energy, that it feels like this is exactly the opposite. This, all this authoritarianism, it's like the, that's exactly what it is, right? It's putting things into a box and instead of expanding. Yeah. And expressing. Yes, it's very stifling. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, and unless you have any final thoughts, we can wrap mm. up and yeah, it was a uh, kind of a weird live stream because <laughs> <laughs> it's delightful just to hang out with Jennifer and really enjoy that. And then to, but, but the fact that we thought we were live streaming for like 20 minutes before we were, <laughs> thank you all for bearing with us can't say this was the best yet, but, um, but it was a good conversation anyway. So thank you, Jennifer. Thank you. All right. We'll see you guys later. And I might try to do like another attempt at a live stream where I schedule one and just pop on so I can figure out how to make that work. Cause I really want to make the schedule thing work. So I, you, know, you guys might see me like randomly sometime this week, <laughs> trying that out. All right. See y'all later. Bye all.